Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Glory Room. I'm Prophetess Lou. I hope you all are having a blessed day. Before we get started, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for life, health, and strength. Thank you for loving us and taking care of us. Most of all, we thank you for saving our soul. Father God, we ask you to forgive us of the sins we we have done. Uh, and Father God, we ask you to allow the Holy Spirit to be on the podcast and pour out his wisdom and knowledge into us. Father God, we ask you to bless the ones that are hearing it and bless the ones that are reading it. Father God, we ask you to get the increase while I get the decrease. Uh, Father God, we ask you to help me to teach in the spirit and not in the flesh. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So the verse today is Mark 4 and 40. Then he asked him, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Subject, fear is paralyzing. Christian truths, I'm going to say it and pause behind each one to give you opportunity to say it if you like. I'm not letting fear conquer me. I am alone. I am not alone. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. I am not alone. We are not alone. I am trusting in God. God guides me. One day as I was sitting in the presence of God, I was waiting for him to speak into me. And I heard him saying to me, why are my people afraid? Which I knew he knew the answer to, and it wasn't meant for me to answer. Do they not have faith in me? He said, my people are afraid of what lies ahead and what they are facing now. He said, I'm telling them not to fear, but to believe into me. There are so many men and women in the Bible who were afraid, and many times they were told not to fear. And often we fear because we do not know what is happening. Are we at a stage in our life that is too uncomfortable that brings on that fear? Gideon is a good example of someone who was afraid. And when he learned of how God could use him and move in his life, he gained strength and courage. He was a coward, and he wasn't afraid to show that side of himself. Some of us pretend to be brave and we pretend that we have everything figured out, but we honestly don't because we aren't listening to God. If we could slow down and connect with God, we would be less afraid, right? We know that God can conquer anything and everything for us if we believe. And I know that sounds cliche and simple, but it's true. It's just that God wants us to rely on him about everything. And the problem is we are afraid to do that. We're afraid to give him every side of ourselves. So we hold back and we hide sides that we think God don't see or sides we think he won't understand. And he sees every side. Today, the Holy Spirit wants us to know that it's nothing too big for God. Judges 6 and 14, then the Lord turned to him and said, go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Mennonites. I'm sending you. God doesn't see us the way we view ourselves. God doesn't see Gideon the way he viewed himself. He told him to go rescue Israel and the Mennonites. God sees us as strong warriors. God sees us as mighty and strong. He does see that we have allowed the enemy to trick us into thinking that we aren't nothing but just small nothings. But God wants us to push beyond that and trust in him. But Gideon says in verse 15, but Lord, Gideon replied, How can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh, and I am the least in my entire family. See, Gideon said, my clan is the weakest. I know you're not sending me. We can't do it. I'm the least of my whole family. There's no way I'm going going at all. See, Gideon already had his mind made up. He was afraid, and he wasn't going. He didn't care what God said. Judges 8 and 16. Then Gideon took the elders of the town and and taught them a lesson, punishing them with thorns and briars from the wilderness. He also tore down the tower of Peniel and killed all the men in the town. When we stop listening to ourselves and we genuinely remain in God, and we ask him for boldness and guidance, and we allow him to work in us, 
we evolve into people no one has ever seen. And this verse, Gideon punished the elders. He even tore down the towers too. He didn't care. He was brave. He had the power of God behind him. And when we move like this, nothing can stand in our way. Another example of a group of people that looked at what they seen and not trusting God is Numbers 13 and 33. We saw the Nephilims there, the descendants of Anak, who come from the Nephilims. We seem like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we look the same to them. They allow what they seem to fill them with so much fear that they allow the spirit of fear to fill the whole village. We can't allow fear to take over where we forget. What we forget who we are with, who we are and who we have with us, which is God. He commands us not to fear, but to have a sound mind. We must every day pray for boldness and allow his love to rest in us. Today, we can listen to the negativity that some of our family and friends say and stay afraid and stay broken. Or we can listen to what God is telling us, which is, that I'm giving you the victory over addiction. I'm giving you the victory over problems you're facing. I'm giving you the victory to stand up for yourself and giving you the victory to do, to be who I called you to be. God is saying today, why are you afraid? Stand with me. I want to give you the strength you never had, but we must stand with God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask you to forgive us of the sins we've done. We desire to know you more, to be strong in you, Lord. Fear tries to grip us, to destroy us, but we ask you for power and, our, and conquer it and we're in the rebuke it. Lord, we stand on you and what you, your will is for our lives. Lord, we ask that you help us to take today's devotional and use it for our lives. Lord, when we partake in our word today, help us understand it and grow in you. Lord, we rebuke the spirit of fear and confusion. We send it back to the pits of hell in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So today's topic is fear is paralyzing. A lot of times we allow fear to drive us to do things that we shouldn't do. We allow fear to drive us away from God instead of towards God. It's so easy to, to allow fear to do this because it's emotion. And that's why every day when we pray to God, we need to render our emotions to him. Doesn't mean God would take over and, and we'll be become puppets and he's a puppet master. No, it means that when a situation comes, we will likely run to him. A lot of times we run to family members, friends, illicit sex and, and drugs and alcohol. But fear, sometimes, if we're not careful, can run us so far away that we forget God is there. Just like the people in Numbers, where was it? I want to make sure I give the right example. Numbers 13. If you have your Bible, go to Numbers 13. I want us to take a look at that. Well, the Holy Spirit wants us to take a look at that. Numbers 13. Now, this, this is how, if we're not careful, how we allow one person fear of something to take over and conquer everything. So, let's just, long story short, these, these men were sent to look at this land um, in the wilderness. Um, they told him, hey, you need to go report to, to the community about what's going on. Tell us what you've seen, yada, yada, yada. Verse 33, they came back. They said, we saw giants. They're descendants of Enoch. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers. And that's what they thought, too. 
we're going to go on to verse 14, chapter 14, it falls into that. Then the whole community began weeping aloud and they cried all night. Their voices rose, great choirs of protest against Moses and Aaron. If only we had died in Egypt or even here in the wilderness. They complained, why is the Lord taking us to this country only to have us die in battle? Our wives and our little ones would be carried off in plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to return to Egypt? And they plotted amongst themselves. Let's choose a new leader and go back to Egypt. These people were ready to close the book and throw the book at Moses. And they were ready to go back to somewhere that was tough because it was something they knew. Fear would do that to us. It would drive us to go to, to places and do things and go call up an ex that we don't need to talk to, go visit places that we used to visit to because we want that comfort. We just want that fear to go away. Have you ever been there to that place where you felt so so engulfed in loneliness that you called someone that you know would just drive you up the wall? But you do it because that's the person you know. That's that's the person that you think brings you happiness. And that's what the enemy wanted them to think, that, that if you go back to Egypt, you'll be okay. If you go against God, you'll be okay. If you get rid of Moses, you'll be okay. And somehow if we get rid of our prayer life and we get rid of reading our word and we get rid of meditation, we get rid of fasting, we're left with nothing. But because we're so golfed with fear, we're pushing everything away that, that we think led us to this point of misery. But the word of God never said it's going to be smiles and giggles in the Christian walk. Paul tells us that we will deal with problems. I'm paraphrasing. We will deal with problems. We will have a, a disappointment. We will have these things. But the thing is that people lie to babes in Christ. And they lie to people. And they say, oh, if you get rid of this addiction and you get rid of this here and you stop having this and you stop doing this, you'll be happy. No, you're going to be sad. Because your flesh, your mind's going to be upset. You're going to be depressed. You're going to be full of anxiety. Why? Because you're used to what you used to have. And fear sets in. But you must pray through it. You must pray through it and push through it and know that whatever it is, wherever lonely feeling we feel and wherever fear that you're having, don't revert back because Egypt is full of emptiness. Egypt is full of emptiness. The person that you left and you don't need to talk to, they're full with emptiness. They haven't changed. When you cling on to these different things that has nothing in it, you're not going to be filled with nothing. But when you're filled with Jesus, you're filled with the joy of the Lord. Yeah. You're going to cry some days. Yeah. It's going to be tough some days. Yeah. You're gonna pull up in the liquor store and you're gonna you're gonna we're gonna pull up in the parking lot of the liquor store and you're gonna think maybe I should. You're gonna pull up to your drop the parking lot of your old weed man and you're gonna wait and think maybe I should. But what you need to do is not go to that home, not go to that store, not go to that person, go home and get on your knees and say, Father, I am scared and I need you. But the commandment that he give us is that fear not, for I am with you. He is with us through it all. But we have to reach out just like the lady with the issue of blood. We have to be like the man calling out son of David. 
We have to reach out. We have to touch. And we have to cry. And we have to yell. And we have to say, God, I need you. Because right now I feel empty. Right now fear is over me. And these people, because they had the fear, the spirit of fear on them, it engulfed the whole community to the point that everyone was crying and they forgot about what God did. If I flip through some of these chapters in this Bible, you'll see that God had did so much for them. They didn't even think about the things that he had did for them or the things that he, he wanted to are going to do for them. They didn't think about those things. The Lord sent quail down. He fed them quail. But they didn't see that. That he led them by a fiery cloud. How many people get led in the darkness by a fiery cloud? But they didn't think about that. They just thought about the here and now and about looking like grasshopper to giants. They didn't think about the way God could pull them out of anything. They didn't think about the many times that they didn't even think about the time that when Miriam and Aaron in chapter 12 made a complaint and God was so angry that he he caused them to to have issues. They didn't think about that's the God that they serve. They didn't think about that. They just thought about the issues that they have now. And that's how we are. God's word says, don't forget about the deeds I did for you. Don't think about the good deeds that I did for you. And many times they disappear when fear comes. We forget about the many deeds that he done for us. The times he pulled us out when no one didn't want to be around us. The times that we didn't have food in the cabinets, but he provided. The times that we couldn't make our bills meet but he provided the times that it felt like we was on the brinks of losing our job, but he gave us a promotion. We don't think about those things because we allow fear. We allow the enemy to shake us. When we fear, when we feel the spirit of fear, we must stop and say spirit of fear. I rebuke you in Jesus name. You must not stay. I rebuke you in Jesus name. I send you back to the pits of hell in Jesus name and walk that thing out your house and don't let it stay. Don't let it soak. Don't soak in that spirit. Remove it. We have to be bold. But if we're not bold, then we're weak by Gideon. We're cowards by Gideon. We can't call anything out. We can't face any problems. But God is asking us today, why do you fear when you have me? Why do you fear when you see what I've done? My resume speaks for itself. We have to learn to let go of the things that that could cause us fear. We have to learn that, yeah, fear and trouble is going to come. Days not going to be filled with rainbows and butterflies. But those are the days you still open your Bible and you say, I'm going to stick by God. Those are the days you sit there and say, I'm going to stay near him. I'm going to make him my refuge. I'm going to make him my shield. I'm going to allow him to wrap me in his arms and comfort me. The other night, I think it was like two two weeks ago, maybe. Maybe two weeks ago, a week ago. I was crying. I was so upset. I was crying so hard. Because the situation broke my heart. And I said, God, I really need you to comfort me right now. And I felt this warmth come over my whole body. And it felt like I was being held. 
And I know it was him that helped me. I know it was him that that wiped the tears from my eyes. Because that's the kind of God we serve. When we're fearful. When we're confused. When we don't know which way to go. He's going to always be there to guide us. Like he guided Gideon. Like he guided Peter. Like he guided Paul. Like he guided David. Like he guided Moses. Like he guided Abram. Don't you think these people were afraid? But they realized who they had on their side. They didn't let moments and emotions control them. As we grow in God, we, we have to let go of these things that, these ideals that if I go back to Egypt, to my problems, to my past, that I find comfort in it. When I was a babe in Christ, sure, that ideal crossed my mind many times. I'm not going to lie, I'm going to be transparent. That ideal crossed my mind several times. If I could just go back and fix it, I, I think I'd be okay. And truth be told, I wasn't. It was the worst moments in my life. But I wanted to go back to something that made sense. Because right now, when I was walking in God, it didn't make any sense. And sometimes it's like that. People only want to tell you that you're going to understand everything he tells you to do. You're not. People are going to tell you that uh, he's going to speak to you and that's it. They don't tell you the times that he doesn't speak to you. You have to wait. They don't tell you about the times that you, you seek him with your whole heart and still don't work out, but you still need to stay faithful. See, people don't tell you that because people want to make you feel like that's okay to, to dabble. And it's not okay to dabble. Let's be real, real quick. When those moments come that you feel like, I need to go back. Think to yourself, how many days did you have that was full sadness when you wasn't with God? And how many days do you have with God that's full sadness? You have more days of happiness than you would walking in darkness. No, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say that every day you're going to hear an immediate answer from him. Some days you have to wait because that's what he wants you to do. Sometimes you can pray and the situation still won't come out right because that's not what he wanted for you. But you still have to seek him with your whole heart. Because at the end of the day, whatever he has planned for you, you have to realize that that's what he wants for you. God will is tough. It's hard. But I can tell you this, that if you keep walking and you keep holding his hand, no matter how shaking your hand is, no matter how life seems like it's shaking, hold on to God. Because he's going to bring you through. He's going to bring you in through on the right time, on his time. But we cannot allow fear to pull us away. We need to allow fear to make us run to him, not run away. I pray you all have a blessed day. Remember, Jesus loves you. I love you too. Remember to like, subscribe, and follow on any major platforms. Remember to share with a family member or friend. Remember to even share on your social media. Be blessed. Remember the devotional link is in the bottom of the bio along with the memory verse, verse of the day, reference, and further reading. Thank you. Be blessed.